Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello. Happy Thursday. End of the week. Uh, God, I got to be honest. Need a little break after this week. Not from this, though. Interestingly enough, the thing I always say about this podcast that I never dread it. I'm always looking forward to it. Even when my week is insane and I have to wake up, uh, you know, a couple hours earlier to do this and it's hard to get out of bed sometimes, I never go, oh, how am I going to get uh, my brain or, you know, like around this or whatever. Like it's always um, feels good to, to, to get here and to start and to say hello to you guys. So hello besties. Thank you for listening to the show, whether you're new or old or young or old, whatever you are. Um, Thursday show, we've got good stuff lined up for you. Can't wait to get to the news. Can't wait to get to, um, your voicemails and your notes and, uh, and to talk to Andrew because, um, I haven't seen him all week. I mean, this is the only time that we're talking right now because I'm in Los Angeles 
My roommate, Andrew Collin, is, of course, in St. Louis holding down the fort, uh, playing golf, um, living the life. Um, we had a little, uh, a little, we, we like bumped heads the other day. It was so interesting. No, I just want to hear your side of things. Um, he, uh, you know, I, uh, it's interesting. I maybe shouldn't even work this out on here, but I feel like I'm going to be fair about it because I arrived at a place where I saw what I did wrong. Um, he, I think, and I won't say what I think. Let me just say my side of it. That's how I approach conflict now is like what I brought to it. Um, you guys know I can be a, a bitch to Andrew sometimes because he's someone that I live with and I can take my anger out on him. And sometimes he is so fun and easygoing and doesn't, um, and allows himself to, uh, work hard and then play hard or just like lay hard. Uh, and I resent that because I have this, um, if I lay hard, I can't just like enjoy a show that I'm watching. I think about what I could be doing and how much, uh, this is probably hurting my career, thus making less money in my bank account, which isn't because I want to buy fashions. I don't even think that's what it's called when you do that. It's just like, I feel like. I'm letting down my parents and my niece and nephew and my, even though they're not responsible, I'm not responsible for them. The money, I think of work as them surviving the apocalypse. Like that is how I think uh, is, or surviving tragedy. Like if, you know, someone, God forbid, gets an illness that isn't covered by the, their insurance, I'm like, okay, I have to take this gig so that in case that happens, I can just pay out of pocket for it and then they don't have to stress and then their lack of stress might actually lead to that cancer not metastas metastas metastasize whatever it is like this i just want to and it's like it's not my responsibility all of this is ridiculous but i i just my uh, need to work is not based on i want more people to know who i am i want strangers to love me it's based on i want to save my family and the people i love and i also want to um make people feel good which is like this new kind of i don't know like mission i have which is I i'm kind of succeeding at because i don't know people have always kind of said oh your comedy means this to me you made me laugh so hard thank you so much da, 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 da. and then ever since doing this podcast i've just gotten inundated with so many people feeling better about themselves and feeling like they have a friend in me and all these things and um, it just really means a lot. And like, that's what I want to keep doing. And even yesterday I was on this show that I can't talk about. And like people on the show knew me as like a comedian and obviously, and they're like, you know, when like someone expects something of you, I mean, maybe you don't know this, but as a comedian, when people have only seen like your roast compilations, I know I reference that a lot, but that's like what has like really elevated me is that everyone, these YouTube roast compilations just were everywhere. They're on Facebook. It's like what people have seen of me first and foremost, but it's just such a concentrate. It's like the best version of me that is took a village to build. And so when I'm on my own, I, I default to not that kind of person, which is like quick. And I mean, I am quick and funny and I can be that on this podcast but sometimes I just am more sincere and that comes more naturally to me than being like roasty. So yesterday on the set, I was just like so sincere and like, I think, but the thing is it might've disappointed people of like, Oh, we wanted her to be like more roasty and jokey and, um, you know, uh, 
quick witted, which I obviously was, but I, um, I don't feel like anyone's disappointed because in the end I brought something to the show like that. Uh, it was, it was like an amazing, amazing episode of this show I shot and the show has been around a while and I just felt it from the host all the way down to, you know, the crew of, you know, you treated this like, um, like you were a super fan of the show. And I admitted even to the, uh, you know, I, I told you yesterday, I admitted to the uh, producers that I had never seen the show, which they were a little taken aback by at first. And then they like understood. It's just honesty. Sometimes people are like, you don't need to be that honest. But I just think if you don't say that, it's assumed you've seen the show. And I don't want anyone to assume that. And honestly, it's a better story than I've seen the show and I'm a fan, which would be a lie. It's a better story to say, I have never seen it. I also have never seen all of these shows that are critically acclaimed, so it doesn't speak anything of your show. And also, now that I've seen clips of your show, I'm such a huge fan and like, I'm so honored to be here and I know what I've been missing. It was like, the, uh, the truth speaks more. And it, even if I didn't have time to watch the clips, let's say I didn't have time to do my research and I go into the show and I've agreed to the show that I should have seen by this point. It's been on for oh, a while. It has been critically acclaimed since the get-go. I could go in and just say, listen, I've never seen this show. I'm so glad you guys asked me. And I said yes, because I know how, what a big deal it is. And I want to just walk in. I just want to, I, I, I maybe should, don't belong here because I haven't seen it. And maybe you guys assume that I had seen it. But um, I that was not part of the contract. So like I didn't do anything dishonest by saying yes to this. And I can't wait to live this show in the moment and, and see it for the first time right now. Okay, that's honest. And maybe we'll get something special out of it that you wouldn't get out of it if I had seen it a bunch, you know, or lied and said, because I've done that before, you guys. You have too. I mean, you're probably doing it today at some point where someone sets you up for a question and you go, oh yeah, I saw that. Or like you just give them what they want in the moment. It's, it, it's, and you won't get caught for it. No one's going to call you out for it. It's very rare that someone follows up and goes, Oh, what was your favorite episode? Oh, tell me a plot point that you, and, and this is about anything. It could be about, um, you know, ugh, I'm trying to give it a, any kind of like kind of example of someone you'd run into at the, uh, at the, uh, grocery store. I remember one time, one of my favorite Amy Schumer moments was, and this is all based upon her, by the way, like this, this kind of honesty I've been witness. I witnessed from her for, since I first met her and we were at lunch one time and this woman came up and she, and Amy was like, probably at my level of fame at this point where people from her past were coming in and kind of being like more friendly with her than they actually had been or just showing a little bit more interest. So I remember this woman came up to our table and was like, Amy. And Amy was like, oh, hi. Just like normal response, not as excited, but like a normal response, like, hi, good to see you. Oh my gosh. And like kind of just giving the woman exactly what she deserved, which is like, oh, hello. Like, not like, oh my God, because why? Why match this? Just, you don't have to match someone's enthusiasm if you don't feel it. And, um, and I remember even noting it at the moment being like, this is making me awkward because this woman's so excited and Amy's just being normal. And it's like, this woman probably feels sad. And I was just like, no, this woman should feel weird because she's coming in way too strong. And, and of course I didn't know that at the time, but looking back and then, and then the woman goes talking about her son and something. And she goes, and you know, he just put out that web series or blah, 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 whatever. And I, I think you've heard this story. No, I've told it before. Cause it was like so amazing to me. And she goes, 
And she goes, um, and, and, you know, John just put out the, the web series and everyone's loving it. And, and Amy goes, yeah, I saw it. And just left that. Okay. That is, that's massive. I don't even know if I could be that honest because the truth, what the truth was is that Amy probably didn't like what she saw. Right. Like, but she wasn't going to lie and say, I loved it, which is what I would have said. Uh, even now, even right now as this, like, I'm so honest. I would have just been like, yeah, I saw it. It was really, I would try to be honest. I would be like, it was colorful or whatever. It was like, it was five minutes. Um, and I watched all of it or, or he looked great or, you know, whatever, something true about it. That's what Sam Harris would say. Find something true that you could say that isn't, you don't have to be mean. Uh, but Amy wasn't mean. She just said, I saw it and then left it in the woman. It sat in the air. Like it was like COVID in the air. Like just, we all held our breath and we're like, like I felt so awkward because this woman was just waiting for the next fake compliment to come out. And Amy, and she just goes, I saw it and just held it. And I was like, oh my God. Like I, and then the woman finally walked away and I was like, I just witnessed something that I've never seen before, which was just like, you didn't give her what she wanted. Um, it's not like you were mad at this woman, but you saw it and you didn't have anything nice to say. And that's all you needed to say. I would have said, if I didn't like it, I would have said, I didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Amy just told the truth. And I just thought that was like a moment where Amy could sit in that and be honest and not want to people please. And I think that gets you really far in life. And Amy's not someone who uh, like, she's just honest. And I, I just always liked that. But, um, so anyway, yesterday though, it was really cool. Like, I just felt like I made a lot of friends and hopefully the show will have me back. And it was just an honor to be there. And the set moved so quickly. Shout out to the AD. I can't even say who you're like, shout out to the crew. Um, anyone who I came across yesterday, everyone was so helpful. I took home so many tampons. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I spent money to do this show. I literally, you know, I know the budget, the budget for this. They spend the money in the right places on the show. It looks fucking nice. Don't, don't spend your money on talent. I don't even need money. Like it was a gift to be on the show. I'm not complaining when I say that because I did say it on camera yesterday. I was like, I, cause I, someone told me I looked amazing and I go, listen, I didn't fuck around with the show. I, I lost money to be here because I wanted to look amazing and I respect everything and um, everything you guys do and, and have accomplished. I'm just grateful to be here. And, um, and I just want to say that everyone there, I made my money back in tampons is what I'm saying. I, uh, some girl came by my trailer and brought me a Tupperware container of tampons that I was supposed to maybe take three from. Oh, I, I took a lot and I was like, this might get back to that. And then I took a couple Zevias that I didn't drink. I took a couple Talking Rains, which is the knockoff um, LaCroix. I was filling my backpack with snacks that they left in the trailer for me. But like, that's kind of low class to do that. And the show is a classy show. Um, so I felt a little bit like gross about that. But I just want to get honest about it. Like, I definitely took things that were for me. Maybe not all the tampons. Can I just say, let's all talk. You know what? Can I bring you in on a tampon talk really quick? Let's do a little TT. Um Sure. Okay, these tampons, I guess it's Playtex. Do you know there's some tampons when you put them in? Let's talk about Tampax brand. Ladies, men, earmuffs, just kidding. This is good for you to know too. Tampax brand, when you put them in and after you pull them out, they stay long. They stay the shape they went in. Let's, can we agree on that? Whereas the Playtex ones, you put them in and they come out in a little ball. Like they somehow, 
they're smaller and so they turn they shapeshift they shapeshift and they turn into a little ball and i don't like that little ball it like gets bigger they they saturate and then they they get really small they get smaller than they even were whereas the tampax brand stays the same shape um, Playtex, I, I I love them. I trust them. I will always use a Playtex. They come in like little pink, cute pa packages. I think these are the sporty ones. So they turn into a tennis ball in your vagina, I guess. <laughs> but it really, it turns into a little, po I guess, a, a ping pong ball. Or what's like a small ball that's like more weighted. Dude, I honestly, I lost one of me today. I was about to put a new one in and I went up just to be like, what? there's nothing there. That's weird. I don't remember taking one out. And I go, but I don't, there's, let me just keep going because the balls sometimes can get lost. And I went up there and I found one so high up that I had to use my middle finger to claw it out because the string somehow got up there. I think I might have two up there. I'm not even kidding you. I have to like, I didn't put another one in because I go, I have a feeling I have another one in me because these goddamn things turn into balls and the the string gets pushed back when I wipe my ass. So it like goes back, my, my string goes back and I go, I can't find the string, but it's so tight against the back side of the whole, my vagina hole that I just, I'm feeling it. And I go, I don't even feel strict. Like I just don't like Playtex brand and I'm sorry. Um, and I want to know if any other girls feel the same way. I love OB tampons. Those go up a ball. They come out a ball. They're trustworthy. You don't need an applicator. Girls, if your tampon falls out of the apple, plastic applicator and you go, oh, I have to open a new one, don't open a fucking new one. Take the fucking tampon that came out and shove it up and make sure the string is still hanging out, right? But like applicators are really unnecessary. They make it easier because so you can like shoot it and you can feel like you're giving yourself a vaccine, but completely unnecessary and you can just use OB and shove it up with your finger. Uh, Noah, thoughts? Uh, I, I prefer the Tampax Pearl. That's my favorite oh, one. Oh, yeah, the ones that are like have the shiny uh, string made out of pearls. Yes. Yeah, they're $1,100. Yes. Very classy. Per. Um, <laughs> but what about like, have you ever used the free ones that they give women in bathrooms where it's like a cardboard? Oh, hell yeah. And, and, and you push it through the cardboard. I was like, it's kind of like what you said with the OB where I was like, how am I going to put this in there? But it's actually easy. I just need that like push contraption. Yeah, that, to the help. cardboard one ha ones have that. It's the push. Yeah, yeah. But I was always afraid to use those because I thought it would like stick to my walls or something. Oh, yeah. They are a little bit like more when you put them in, they're not as like glidey because it's not plastic. But the don't be scared of those um, as fine. it sounds like you're not. But yeah, uh, also, I never used pads because I didn't get my period until I was about 16. And all of my friends had already gotten their period and they had already walked me through it, much like kissing a boy. I had heard everything that could happen. So I was like ready to do it by the time it happened to me because my friends had showed me, taught me. So when I got a period, I was like my aunt Lynn on a speedboat in 1994. When I witnessed her putting in a tampon, she just pulled her suit to the side and was like inject. And I was like, what the hell was that? It was so fast and like cool. I was like my first period. I was just like blase about it. I was like, oh, this old thing. All right. Back to the movie theater because it started at a movie that I went to go see at Plaza Frontenac and when I was 16 on the day after I went to a Dave Matthews concert. But and I think he set it off because I was like ovulating during the show. So um, but pads, I skipped pads. Pads, however, I'm loving pads now. I love a good pad because uh, they just absorb everything. I always thought pads were like gross and like you can just bleed all in a tab pad all day and yeah it's gonna like maybe start sinking or something and be like a little like I don't I don't mind it I, I think I'm gonna be okay with diapers when I get older I was kind of like comforted by pads and um so I love pads I'll, I'll gladly take a pad I used to like scoff at them fun fact in Thailand when I was visiting there 
They do not use tampons in Thailand. They don't even know what they are. I went to the front desk of our hotel to ask for some. And I go, do you have any tampons? And I remember the Thai woman was like, what? Like confused, spoke English. And I go, you know, tam-, like maybe she was like a little bit bad at English, but I go, you know, tampon. And I did like the mimed it, like going into myself. And she was just like, what? Like she was very confused. And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. Like aghast that I would. Have. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I'll just go to 7-Eleven. They had 7-Elevens there where a lot of stray dogs were hanging out. So I went to, a, I saw the funniest thing, by the way, of my life when I was going to a 7-Eleven in Thailand, in Phuket, Thailand in 2000, uh, doesn't matter, uh, 13. I saw me and my boyfriend at the time saw a dog, a stray dog humping a bag of garbage. And it was just the funniest visual and it could be if, if if I would have taken a picture of it or like videoed it, it'd be like a famous meme because it would just be like, you know, like a guy at the club when he has beer goggles or something. You know what I mean? Like it would be like some it was so funny. Anyway, that I went to that 7-Eleven and he goes, tampons, no tampons in Thailand because they don't. I looked into it. They don't believe you should hold on your onto your blood inside you like that's like you need to get rid of it. It makes so much sense. And um, that's why there's more shark attacks in Thailand because they're just bleeding out. Um, that's not true. It is shark week. And uh, so they don't use them. They only use pads. And I thought that was very interesting because we are just like holding onto our blood all day uh, inside of us. And it's a little sorry for the tampon. talk. Actually, not sorry. Not sorry at all. Thank you for your patience during the, TED t- 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 the tampon. T- I almost said TED talk. That's the new thing. Instead of saying sorry, you say thank you for your patience. I'm still, I still like, sorry. I'm sorry. I I don't like this whole train of like, never say sorry. Stop saying sorry. Girls always say sorry. I'm sorry sometimes. And that's okay. But uh, a new way to phrase it is to say, thank you for your patience. Or if you're like, I'm sorry, I'm late. Thank you for your patience. I'm sorry I bumped into you. Thank you for allowing me to elbow you in the solar plexus. Um, And thank you for allowing me to do tampon talk. Let's get Andrew in here. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What up, Andrew? What's going on? You know, not much. Um, I uh, how's how'd you sleep last night? I slept good. I I, I hung out with your brother-in-law. We uh, we had a really what? good time. I went. <laughs> your brother-in-law. I you know, Matt. I thought you meant Tim. Oh <laughs> uh, wait. Because if I married Chris, it would be my brother-in-law. But you met Matt, my actual brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. you meant my ex-boyfriend's brother, which for some reason I was like, oh, yeah, my brother-in-law. Um, future. Yeah, uh, we, I, I went and played softball with him. And, Sweet. Uh, Isn't Matt the fucking best? I mean, this guy is the tits. It's, I've been talking about him for years and trying to get be, like to get people to understand. My brother-in-law, my sister found such a goddamn gem. He's so fucking funny, so fun. He's just like one of us. He's a he's a bestie. He's just like non-judgmental, hilarious. The, I sent you the slow motion of his bare ass that he did over Christmas, where he shook his like fat. He has this like fat ass, even though he's a skinny, lanky, tall guy. And he shook his ass and you could see it in slow motion. It's the most vulnerable thing ever. And we like, he showed my dad, like he's just like down for funny, (laughs) gross stuff. And like, there was one, he gave, there's a video of him where uh, Arlo, who's now four, was a baby and sitting on my dad's lap. And he was, and Matt was wearing a spandex um, onesie because we ran 
a race that morning <laughs> and he pulled oh no course. he was pulled it up so it was like borat like camel toe and he started my mom's making thanksgiving dinner in the kitchen next to us and he starts gyrating and gives my dad a lap gives his son and my dad a lap dance <laughs> in the spandex and i was just like i can't believe this person exists like no one no one is that free uh yeah, unless you're like night, a comedian uh, around comedians at least uh, in my experience last night we were uh first of all everyone on his team was kind of a similar vibe they all yeah. know they suck it's funny to be on a team because i'm pretty competitive they all know they're gonna lose before the game starts and they they're don't playing care other guys right what they're playing other t like you're playing who are you playing against we're playing each other. Yeah, uh, no, 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 no. Like another guy team, like a bunch of plumber guys who were okay, really yes. good, who all played baseball probably in college. So we knew we were going to lose. And at one <laughs> point, I think we lost the first game 14 nothing. And I hurt my hamstring running five feet, which was great. And then the second game, it's always the smallest we're not thing. scoring any runs. And Matt is like, uh, Matt goes, I'll show my dick if we score a run. And uh, sure enough, we scored a run. And they go, Matt, we've already seen your dick. We don't need to, <laughs> we don't no need one to see that. I, I mean, this is honestly, I'm, I'm shocked. I've never seen Matt's dick. And I feel like that's something that, um, that's the one well, thing that's keeping softball. from us. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, it was so fun, is, though, to be out there. I mean, they all treated me so. And you liked his friends, so too. They're, yeah, I mean, you're one of them. And you're, yeah, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. They're all, did you meet Bart? Bart uh, there? I Who's a, there? I met 10 guys. You're bad so. with names, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. Two of the guys went to school with Lauren. They were did go okay. to Kirkwood. Scott. They were two and, years. Yeah. Probably Scott and, and someone else. Yeah. And Paul. I don't Fun. Know. <laughs> yeah. I'm and glad then, you uh, did something social with people, that, my family. That's so fun. It was funny. Yeah, I know. I'm living like a St. Louis life more than you. Like I'm part of your family. And you're in L.A. And I'm just like here in St. Louis. Uh, please <laughs> live it up. You know, I'm not playing softball with anyone. Um, he always, <laughs> Matt's always the one that like I go over just to drop something off like a dog leash or something. He'll be like, hey, do you want to run a marathon tomorrow? I'm just like going to run one. And I'm just like, no. What? Yeah, he's doing a, a paddle. He's, like, he's doing a canoe race 340 miles. Yeah. He, he does 14ers in Colorado, which are like these mountains that you, there's 14 mountains that are some elevation or something. If you know mountaineering, you know this. And uh, he's done like 12 of them and he, yeah. it risks his life. And I'm always like, you have children. You're not allowed. My, my mom and I go, you're not allowed to go on this. This is too dangerous. We've seen the footage. It's like you're, you're going to die. He's a ledgehead. He's a ledgehead. He is a ledgehead. He's so funny. And I'm going to post. But here's the thing. I'm going to post on our, uh, I'm going to post on our account the video of him giving a lap dance to my dad and his son. I found it and I, I will post it so that you guys right now can go and watch it because it's so funny. He's not wearing a onesie like I thought, but it's, it's as close as, as uh, I was close. What I love about Matt is like, He's doing this 340-mile canoe race. It's like the longest canoe. But he would never – he brings it up like, I don't even know why I'm doing it, as opposed to so many other people if you're like a mountaineer. Like that would no, be your not whole a personality. Yeah, he's that not would a be bragger. Like, yeah, yeah, not at all. And he was really good at softball last night, and and uh, we just had so much fun. And then it was interesting, though, because Brenna was coming over, and I – and I, I got asked to play softball after we already had plans. And I was so nervous about telling her to, like, maybe delay the plans because I'm just used to people, like, 
exes like being like, "What? How could you?" And she was so cool about it. And I'm expecting. I'm so nervous. Ex. Yeah. Well, yeah. Two exes. I know, did, but one of them didn't even like you, and the other one, I feel like, I guess that one was the the later one was the one that you were scared to disappoint and get yeah, upset. Yeah. Yeah. So more, my one ex, didn't really talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't but even the, know the, I was at the softball. The college one was like, yeah, would have been like, oh, good, do anything else but hang She's out like, with me. She's like, oh, is it on the road for 10 years? She, you guys never even had plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just want to shout out to, if you're going to St. Louis, my Matt, uh, the, the coolest guy in the world, he does Big Money Adventures, which is like if you're an outdoors person and you want to go to St. Louis and plan a trip and, I don't know, maybe come just run into me and Andrew around town. There was someone actually at the baseball game that we went to when we were on the street that were like, we were visiting St. Louis and we were talking about would we run into Nikki and Andrew and we just ran into you. Like, it's so crazy. We're around town. So if you want to come around and just like see if you run into us, St. Louis is a great town. We have um, look into the city museum, look into going to a baseball game. Like it's a place to go. And then Big Muddy Adventures is like, it's muddy.com the number two. Uh, I'm not, they didn't ask me to do this obviously, but they just do canoe trips uh, that are guided like really cool stuff in the St. Louis area and uh, and Matt runs all of it and he's on the he's on the tour he's hilarious and then there's this like wet old man who will also guide you and his name is uh, <laughs> Big Muddy Mike and um, I talked about him on the podcast last summer because I went on a canoe trip to prove to myself that I don't like things I was like once and for all I'll do this and I'll really try to like it and then if I do it and don't like it I never have to do it again and I didn't like it and I really didn't like when they did this like demo tour that like they're like if you fall out of the boat here's how to get back in and because I was like in Matt's boat and he's one of the leaders they were like there was this uh, big money Mike who's like an older guy that's like a river guy <laughs> the, the number one top dog in this in the in the probably in the region of like uh, doing these kind of adventures just is the river. He uh, like a sunburnt <laughs> wet old man. He, <laughs> I'm a only saying this because I was yeah. talking about this, not thinking big muddy Mike would ever hear the podcast. It was last summer. I was like depressed. I was going on this canoe trip. They do a demo where they, Matt goes, me and Mike are going to switch canoes. And I'm like, me and my sister were like, no, do not do this. We do not want that. That we don't want Big Muddy Mike like crawling in their canoe and doing this like how to get how to be rescued and like getting us all wet and like just we're gonna have to help him in. And he was like, we have to do this. We're doing Nikki, just do it. And I'm like, Matt, don't. So Matt falls out of our canoe, goes over to Mike's canoe. Mike comes over to ours. He gets into our canoe. It was very quick and it wasn't as bad as Lauren and I thought it was gonna be. We were just like, we just want to be done. We don't want this <laughs> stupid demo of how to like survive. And um. And I described this guy as a wet old man getting in my canoe. And then he heard the podcast and I <laughs> saw him again. He was like, wet old man, huh? And he like loved it. He was like, everyone calls him wet old man now. So he is a wet well, old you gotta, man. Well, you got to think. <laughs> You got to think at one point someone called him Big Muddy Mike and he was cool with it. You know? Yeah, like, but that's a cool it. name. Because that's True. Like, Muddy Mike oh, is that's pretty like, cool. Oh, yeah. he gets in the thick of it. Like adding old. People do not like when you say old if they're actually old. And he's actually not. He doesn't even look that old. He's like, uh, he should be because he's been like sunburnt and weathered by the rapids. But uh, he's he's like spry. And so I felt bad that I called him old, but he seemed to embrace it. I love a guy that doesn't take offense to me talking a little shit. And it wasn't shit. It was just, uh, it was honest, to be honest. And um, speaking about it was Louis, honest, to be honest. I was walking. I was walking to Whole Foods and I, Whole Foods, I don't know why we say uh, Whole Foods, but uh, this, uh, this guy had his earphones in and he walked past me and he, he goes, yo, hey man, I'm listening to you. 
You're Holy in my shit. ears. Holy shit. And I go, what? And, and then I walk over and he shows me he's listening. He's a bestie. And he lives in our building. Like, what? And I had a great conversation did with him. Did he know that we were in the building with him? Is that how he, he got did, started on he, the podcast? Because he read no, no, what no. I scratched he on was the elevator a fan. wall. Oh, okay. He saw your like Comedy Central half hour years ago. Oh and my God. Um, yeah, and he was he was so nice. He's a scientist slash doctor, which I mean is, is a cute? solid slash. He's cutish. Is he have a does he have a girlfriend? Yeah, he lives with her. Yeah, cool. Here. Well, we need to be friends with them. Um, yeah, I love yeah. that. That is so fun. That happened to me too with Melanie. I talked about it. Like I was walking by this girl on the street that I had met prior, and I told her about my podcast. So, she, and then she goes, "Oh my god, I'm listening. To, I look at me. I'm listening right now." And she showed me. <laughs> and then today I was at Starbucks just now. This one, this girl Jill, who I just met, she her she was next to me. She had the same Stella McCartney bag that I have, and I've never seen anyone else wear it. She was super cute, and she had her dog had this really cute collar by Sambo Boho on Etsy. That's I gotta remember it. Sambo Samba Boho, and it's a dog <laughs> uh, collar that was like turquoise beaded. It was beautiful. She was like, I spent a hundred dollars on it. I was like, it's worth it. I got to meet you because I complimented it, and um, she uh, she was like, I wanted to kind of be friends with her because she goes, I live out of hotels right now, and I go, I live out of hotels really. Like I'm staying at this one right now that is so terrible. Like it's I'm never staying there again. I love this area, but I just took a risk. She was like, okay, here are the ones to say it. She gave me a list, so it was really. And then I go, as I was leaving, I was like, will you like find me on Instagram? That's the new like, can we be friends? I was like, find me on Instagram. I go, I'm my name's Nikki. I'm a comedian. She goes, I I realized when I heard your voice. I like thought, and then when I heard your voice, it confirmed, and I was like, oh. I don't expect anyone to ever know me, but it, she didn't say she was a bestie or anything, but I bet she's going to be after um, after today because I really was charming. I wanted to be friends with her. So shout out to Jill. Shout out to... Look at Sambo Boho if you're looking for a really cool dog um, accessory. And then... Um, oh, I wanted to... Uh, we only this, have a couple uh, of minutes, yeah, but I wanted ahead. to follow up on something I started at the top of the show that I didn't get to. And I, okay. I, I really don't want... Like, please, I don't want to make this, like, weird between us. I don't want it to set its vibe for the show. So just know I'm only bringing it up not to make things weird. But the other day when I sent you the package uh, screenshots of, like... Because at our place, we get alerts when a package arrives that says, hey, here's the code. Go type it in. And then, like, a little door swings open of this, like, locker. It's awesome. It's like Amazon lockers, if you've ever done that, in our building. And so I just sent... and Like, I was getting a bunch of texts. I was, like... Just got off a podcast. I had like 22 texts and I saw the package delivery and I just screenshot it and I like did the arrow thing where you screenshot it and then you send it to someone and I didn't write anything with it. I just sent it to Andrew without being like, hey, could you pack uh, like, could you pick this up? I just sent him the screenshot that says you have a parcel pending. And then Andrew followed up with, can you ask? Is that what you said? Can you ask? Yeah. Can you ask? That's all. Can you ask? And I, yeah. I debated on writing that. I wasn't going to write it. I know you did. That's I, the thing. I like, I knew everything that, can I just say what I thought went into it? So you wrote back, can you ask? And at first I was like, oh my God, he's mad at me. That's this whole thing. I bet he like sat and like, was like biting his nails and like walking back and forth and like kicked the Roomba and like was like mad and was like, I'm not going to do her sh- shit. And like, no, I wasn't that went mad. through I, that. But, yeah. And then you sent it. Because you didn't send it right away. It wasn't just like, yeah, can you ask? I'll get it. Can you ask? Like, fun. It was like there was a lot of emotion behind it. And I just go, uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Because I thought it was like a um, follow-up one. Because sometimes if you don't get a package, which I had sent you one before, the day before, and been like, hey, can you get this? I did ask with it. And then, or I said, please, after it. And then, thank you. And then 
uh, sometimes you get one that's like, you didn't pick this up. Can you, here's a reminder. It's still there. And I thought it was a reminder that you hadn't gotten the one that I asked for before. So I was just sending you like what I thought was a reminder, but it was actually a reminder of one that I hadn't sent you. So it was like a new one to ask you to, you had already gotten the other ones, which I didn't know at the time. Um, but I should have asked you're hundred percent, right? Like it was all due to the fact that I was like, just busy and like trying to like go through a bunch of stuff at like so many texts to write back to but no excuse I will always ask you and I like that you asked for that in return but it was funny afterwards uh I wrote back let me see what I wrote back just so I can pull it up I wrote back um uh he goes can you ask me and you I go oh sorry I thought I did it was the one I sent you before thanks and you said all good it's different then you sent me pictures of the packages you got yesterday I said oh okay sorry thanks and then um but the funny thing is, like, after I wrote back, oh, sorry, I thought you did. It was the one I sent before. I saw, like, dot, dot, dots come up and then go away and then come up again and then go away and then come up for a really long time and then go away. And I was like, just it's it's going to be OK. I'm not mad. like I know that you st- you elevated it to like I'm standing up for myself and I d- d- was accountable and admitted that I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And I said, sorry and everything. And then you're like, well, now I, 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 I want to kind of not be as ru- like, I don't want her to think I'm mad at her. And I'm also trying to <laughs> make it fun. So I don't know what to write. So I just, I've never seen you go dot, dot, dot to me because dot, dot, dot is like when you're overthinking things, you know, like when a dot, dot, dot comes up, it's obviously like you just send it right. Like I get a text from you, but I've never seen one disappear and go back again and disappear. And so I just stopped watching because I was giving me anxiety. And then you go, and then all you wrote was all good. And then another one that said, it's different. And so it was like, you, whatever thought you were putting in, you had written something bigger before that of like, I, which I don't know what it was. But then I want to say it was so cute because after that, I get all the, I'm getting all these texts from the, um, the group chat that you and me and Noah have. And uh, I think Noah was sharing, you had shared something on there right around the same time. Noah wrote back to it. And then you wrote, I love you guys. And I was like, that's his way of being like, I just kind of confronted Nikki about something and I want to like say like it's all good and I love you. <laughs> Am I correct in thinking that the I love you guys was related to the little bit of tension we had literally five minutes beforehand? I mean, okay. Because you don't that say was... I love you guys to us often. Noah? Noah? Well, listen, listen. A lot, I would say 80% of what you just said is right on the money, okay? Mm. The thing is, is this is the thing. I don't give a fuck about getting packages for you. I don't care about going to Whole Foods or going to Walgreens. I just care about being asked at the end of the day. Can I just and say I, and I, my no, problem no, with I'm not asking that you? Because I have a problem when can I ask. I, can I finish? Can I finish? Yeah. Can I finish yeah. though? So so when 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 I just get something being like, here's a prescription or like here's this or whatever, I get. I get defensive because I just want I just want to be asked and I just want to thank you. That's all. I don't think that's asking for much. And I think what happens is is like, you know, um if we're if we're in a working establishment like relationship and you're like, "Hey, can you grab me this?" Yeah, I'm working for you. And then when I'm here at the apartment and you're like, "Hey, get me this parcel." I'm not working for you anymore. However, you're paying more rent here. We know that. Blah blah blah. But it's like I, I think they get crossed and I get I get a little like defensive and I, I get and it. I don't yeah. mean to and I no, don't it's, mean it's, to and I 
That, and, that was a perfect response want- of like, can you ask? Like, you can always respond to me that way. And it doesn't need to be like, I just don't want you to go through the, because I know, I just know you so well. And I'm not pretending to, I know that at 80% I'm getting right. But I do believe that you struggled with the anger you felt after getting that for longer than you needed to to yeah you can just write back can you ask like you can just be your first reaction can be what you send and it can keep it a lot more lighter and a lot more less fraught than it needs to be because i'll always cop to being eventually i'll cop to being uh, out of line because you're (laughs) right i did need to ask and it was a symptom of me being too busy and also uh taking you for granted in terms of like you know getting my packages and 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 then i i reason like well these packages are things that i'm putting in the house so that our house looks nice so when you take videos yeah. of yourself and stuff it's like a nice look for you like it's a Roomba <laughs> so you don't have to clean for sure. as much and it's I'm a, thankful whatever. for those things yeah it's, so these packages all- to me are like they're for you so I, I i reason that but it's not true because sometimes they're not for you at all and i do appreciate them and you are a man who can pick up things easier than i can and i just for me, there's so much stuff I do around the house that I don't ask for thank yous for. I don't wait to be asked to do them because they're not necessarily things you even care about. But I just feel like, and I'm not like, I really work on not resenting the stuff, the extra stuff I do that I don't, that you don't do. Because it's like, I first of all, I don't ask you to do it. So why do you know to do it? And also, um, that's my, that's up to me if I want you to be accountable I can't like silently resent you so I like I truly don't have resentments about stuff that possibly I could or possibly like you know a housewife who's like he doesn't do that like I I really don't care and then when you empty the the dishwasher I feel an uh a like you're waiting for me to thank you sometimes and I go Never. I don't even, and then sometimes I'm like, I don't want to give it to him because he's so proud that he did this small thing when all day I've been doing, like, I That's go through that. That's in your head. That's in your head. I know it's in my head. I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I'm talking about the sick, the disease I have of yeah. like but comparing. But I have similar diseases. But this is very, I have similar This is stuff. very relatable. I know every couple out there, every roommate situation has that of like, I do this and this and keeping score. And literally, the last time you emptied the dishwasher, I was so grateful for it. And you were doing it without me asking. You just started doing it. And then I was like, I'm not going to thank him because I don't get thank yous for when I do stuff around him that he could do. And then I was like, why? What, what is? Are, are you going to win something by not thanking? And aren't you grateful that he's doing this? So I was like, shut up, Nikki. And I was like, thank you, Andrew. And then it was like, I let it go. I didn't need, and then the idea that you like want, I hate when, I hate being a person who senses that someone wants something, whether it's a thank you or, hey, you look nice or like is, mm-hmm. is, is being thirsty for something because how dare, like I, I don't like that I'm someone whose instinct when someone wants something is to withhold it because that has been the most painful thing in my life is, is in relationships when I wanted affection or attention or love and the person wants to punish me and so purposely could give me this thing that is so saying thank you is not hard it's no unless I'm suffering with laryngitis it's not hard for me to say and I could even do like an Asian bow you know like of thank you in that case yeah so which means laryngitis when you withhold something when you withhold something (laughs) it's just like I I had to stop myself the other day but what I wanted to say about the package thing is that I oh this is the thing about asking you 
and this is on me and I just want to figure out where you're coming from with it. And I think I brought this up to you before, but sometimes when I ask you to do something, this is, this is how it goes to me. And maybe this is maybe one time it happened. It's and short I think it's answered. Time. Yes. Yeah. I go, Andrew, could you walk Luigi? Because I'm dealing with Marion and I'm just like, Ugh, I'm really sorry. Thank you. So-. Like, I literally asked like that. Like, I'm like, Ugh, I hate that I'm asking you to do this because Luigi is not your responsibility. I, you're living with a dog who makes our lives a little bit more hectic. I don't expect you to ever take care of Luigi in any way. He's my dog. But sometimes I go like, can you walk him? I'm really sorry. Like, thank you so much. And you'll just do it. You won't even say, yeah, you'll just like go grab the leash. And it's almost like you're mad that you, like that kind. And then I'm like, oh God, I remind him of his mom or something. And he's like mad instead of just going like for me, my ideal situation, which you don't have to do would be like, yeah, sure. It's no problem. Like just being like, yeah, I got it. I instead do of think, like, I do think yeah. since we had that talk though, I do feel like, especially when you were taking care of Marion and I don't know, I feel like sometimes just saying something you like, look I'm for happy the negative. Yeah, but I like think being a little bit more enthusiastic about helping would make me feel good. And I and maybe that's asking you to lie because you're not enthusiastic about it. But I think you should be because you do help me out a lot. And when you do help me, it feels so good. And I feel like I want you to feel good about. I know, but I just doing feel things like, for me because I really do appreciate it. But for me, for me, I do feel like like you. I I get what you're saying, and you're heard. And I just feel like sometimes, like like. I'm asked to do things that I wouldn't ask you to do at the time where it just seems like like a task that is like and and it's an ego thing. Can you give me an example? You, no, just like, hey, I'm doing this podcast. Can you walk Luigi? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes your tone isn't as nice as you think it is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, though, but that being said, I, I really do feel like I've I've made not just an effort, but like I understand the things you do for me. I understand, like, I'm very, very thankful and grateful for you in my life. And I I think, like, sometimes, like, you'll find, you know, the negative times when I'm walking, but, like, not looking at the times when, like, I'm like, yeah, I'll go to Walgreens for you. Hey, you want stuff from Whole Foods? Like, I yes. sometimes think, like, like. When you didn't get me something from Whole Foods the day, the, the weekend that I was watching Marion, and I have to just let this out, and you and Brenna went to Whole Foods, I didn't know you were going to Whole Foods, and you guys didn't. Uh, get me anything? I did I, get you stuff. I got no, not, you. No, the you went to Whole Foods one time and you didn't get me anything. Whole Foods. Uh, maybe you went twice that weekend, and one time you did, but the other time you didn't. Yeah, but that's I, this is my whole point. I, I know. I, uh, I I'm saying that I'm wrong for feeling so resentful, and I'm just releasing it. But I was so <laughs> upset because I was like, I am constantly in like this weekend has been so hard on me. I don't even. I feel like they, he doesn't even acknowledge that I'm like in the weeds with this fucking dog who literally is falling apart. Nikki, at the seams. we stayed there all weekend. We were there for you. We, I mean, Brenna, walk Luigi. I know. Like, I know. I, and I was, I, I was so grateful for that. But I just want to say that, like, every time I go to Whole Foods, I think of something, a snack I can get you. I, I literally bring snacks in my bag for you on uh, airport trips and stuff. And like, that's, but that's my job. That's what I, I'm choosing to do that. You didn't ask me. So I think I just need to only get upset when I ask you for something, like not to be like, he didn't think of me, but I just felt like uh, so like 
God, like it would be on my mind if my roommate was struggling with a dog that had stitches and like blood coming out. And, and I have already helped her in little in, in ways that she was so grateful for because she's like, I was trying to be like, thank you. Thank you. Because I need no, it so I get bad. That, but you don't need to do that either. Like I'm here for you. Like I but do like want to be there for you. And I do want to make you feel grateful. But uh, yeah, that was just the only thing is like, I just, I just I know, expect. But don't you see how like, it's kind of hard when your expectations for me are like, uh, like you're looking at the Read my time, mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, the time when you're like, oh, you didn't go to Whole Foods and think of me. But literally, the next time I go, what do you need? Well, I know you're here. Yes. Like no, you're not but that's looking what at I was that bringing time. It up like as a thing of that, I wasn't. I wasn't in the right place yeah. to. I was like, just in a. I resented that moment, but I. I really did let it go because I didn't ask. You guys had helped so much, and I gave you credit even on the podcast for helping me so much that weekend. Like I couldn't have done it without you. It was way more work than I knew I was taking on to take care of that sick dog and the Luigi thing like you love Luigi so I do too for me I, I like I I don't see the problem in asking you to walk him because you're going out anyway and like and and it shouldn't be a favor to me it should be just like oh I care about this dog who needs some sunshine because Nikki's been in podcasts back to back for five hours like I so I feel that. like it's not something I should even have to ask so I guess I'm saying, will you help out with Luigi without me asking and I'll um, <laughs> compensate you either financially or in some way like that because uh, I just need help with Luigi to, sometimes without asking. To, you don't have to pay me. I appreciate I, and it. I, and I, I love how much you cuddle with Luigi and make him feel like loved when like I'm another. Sometimes I'm like, Andrew, will you like let him up on the couch and like hold and just like hug him a little bit and you'll like do that and he like loves you so much and it it just makes me feel so good because all I want is that dog to be like loved and comfortable and he's constantly looks sad and scared even though all I'm doing is trying to like make him feel loved so I do appreciate you I love you and let's get to the news thank you you heard it here first first. yeah you heard it here first oh man it's It's the weekend (laughs) it's a makeup I didn't even know we were gonna make up uh, <laughs> apparently, um, also guys have a great time. Have all the swells. I might right. not have said all ATS. the swells yesterday. ATS. I apologize if I didn't, if it brought down any of your swells, hope they double time today. I know. I, oh. at the end of the pod yesterday, you go, I don't think I said all the cells swells. And then Noah goes, <laughs> the fans will let us know. Did any bestie catch it? I don't think they did. All right. So maybe I did say it. I don't know. Anyhow. I don't think you did. I just think our besties are, were, are drunk on the job. They might be a little drunky. It's okay. okay. It's well, that is a forgotten episode. We'll all, all the swells. We'll double all the swells today. All right. A good Samaritan saves a California woman who was held captive and sexually assaulted by her Tinder date for three days before escaping into the street. I mean, so uh, a Samaritan. This is why you should do woman. Bumble, I guess. This should be a good commercial <laughs> for Bumble. But. Uh, <laughs> News brought to you by Bumble, and it's all just Tinder <laughs> murder stories. Yeah, um, yeah. Dude, this is so sad and scary. So this woman went on a date. Man, I've done this. I, told, I talked about this uh, on a podcast or a Us Weekly interview I did, yes, two days ago, about, like, what was your worst date? And I go, oh, it was Raya thing. I went over to a guy's house on a first date because I just didn't want tea or coffee or a meal. I didn't even want to go out. I wanted to smoke weed at his dope place in the hills, and he seemed nice enough. And... My point was like everyone was like, "Oh, he wanted, he expected to have sex, and he, that's why the date went badly." Because when it was clear you didn't want to have sex because you were coming over to his house, like, of course you're gonna have sex. And I'm like, no, that doesn't mean that. But now yeah. I think about it, and I'm like, that's maybe don't trust. You we're that, wearing but, a little nighty though. 
That's true. I showed up in a little <laughs> bitty itty nighty itty bitty bitty itty. Um, this reminds me of the you know Dahmer. Do you remember? Um, I watched something about Jeffrey. I think no, not Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm sorry. Who's the guy that ate people in Milwaukee? Dave Dahmer. Uh, uh, no, that's uh, his brother, and uh, he was a uh, astrophysicist. He was way worse. He was an accountant. Um, no. Uh, wait, what was it? Was Jeffrey yeah, Dahmer? Jeffrey Dahmer okay, ate yeah. It was Jeffrey Dahmer. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah he. Um, he one time had he would do the same th- not on tinder obviously because it wasn't around i think they it was like the personal ads or whatever but like truly he would uh get guys uh, gay guys and back in like the 70s 80s when this was happening like it was a little bit more like you couldn't be as open with it so these guys would probably come to his house not telling anyone where they'd been oh yeah they'd go there he would I don't. I can't really speak to exactly what would happen, but he would do this thing where he would drill a hole in their brain and then inject um, acid or something to like kill a part of their brain that like made them be able to talk and speak, but they could still walk and talk. They could still walk and talk, but like their brain, it was. Just, he did some fucked up shit, you know, like and um, would you know rape all these things. One of them got out and was running in the streets like trying to get away but was also so fucked up from the brain drilling that he would do in a way that he wouldn't even bleed like he would do things it was so fucked up what he would do so the cops showed up to this guy that was running naked and i think he was naked in the street and you know trying to express that he needed help but like couldn't very confusing cops show up Dahmer talks to the cops and says this is my i forget what he said this is my brother this is my he's just yeah. like mentally unwell disabled oh my yep. god and then took him back in and ended up like his head was in the freezer by the end of the, the weekend and um but this reminds me of the same thing of like sometimes you see someone who is naked and uh you know really roughed up and bloody in the street as a homeless person especially around los angeles or a woman and screaming and you go, oh, that poor, crazy homeless woman, I'm going to ignore her. And a lot of times someone in distress can be ignored because it's so scary. This is and literally what happened to this girl. Tell me. No, no. She was running around distressed in the street and people just ignored her. This is exactly what happened to her. They, the bystander effect. I don't want to deal with it. Someone else will. Um I have to get somewhere. I'm going to drive around this. It doesn't. It's too much. I don't want to get blood on me. She's naked. It makes me feel awkward. All these things. Yes. So I mean, someone did help her. I kind of see this did. guy's profile. I wonder what a guy like this Tinder profile. I'm He's so glad she got out. Holding a fish, right? This guy. Yeah. A fish hook. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I this know. guy. I mean, uh, how do you? How do you? What do you? recommend for girls that like tell you know, people for a where first you're going. date i mean you went to that guy's house but share your still, location like, on your phone yeah um yeah tell people where you're going not that he can't just like turn off your phone or whatever um uh don't go to someone's house for a first date uh meet in public and but you you know they could meet you in public and then get you back to their place and then this could still happen so um bring a web I don't even know. I honestly don't know. We should like talk to some- How long should people talk online before they meet in person? Everyone always says like go from the app to a date right away. Like if he yeah. doesn't like just ask them right away. Don't waste your time texting about all the stuff that you're going to cover on the first date anyway. I mean, I don't think you need to wait long, just meet in public. And uh maybe 
read a couple t- terrifying stories beforehand to make you a little bit scared. When I drive around, my dad, when he <laughs> taught me how to drive, he was like, it's a common thing that people tell people to drive. Make th- Think that every single car at this last split second could turn and hit you and is going to and wants to and what you're going to do to get out of it. That's why I never drive on the inside of a, uh, a lane. You guys know I'm scared of two lane highways, but if there's four lanes on like a road that's 35 miles per hour, I never choose the inside lane because it's so much easier for the person on the other side to just tilt and then get like you'll get hit. So I'm always on the outside. I always I live like everyone's going to bite me and and hurt me and and run into me. So I think if you kind of operate like that going into it of like what's the worst that could happen? And then when he like goes to, you know, put his coat around your shoulders, you'll go like get off! you like stab him in the chest but um you end up uh, killing him uh yeah i think just like be just know know that anything bad could happen as a guy like girls will sometimes be like are you a murderer like they always ask they'll say that like yeah what kind of murderer is gonna be like yep actually shit yeah ask me like it's just like it's they're not like cops where they have to like tell you what they uh, undercover cops (laughs) even though that's not true undercover cops don't need to tell you that they are if you ask them (laughs) Um, I mean, so I true. guess you're like, vetting, but I, but yeah, I feel it's like just, murderers might go like, you might see it for a second of like, how did she know? You know, like you're not going to rape me. Are you? There was one time where I said, Oh yeah. Remember when the Cayman islands, did I tell the story of the, the, I was looking at the cow on my run and I was trying to like make a connection with the cow. These two locals came up to me. They were drinking in their car. It was on Easter. They're drinking in their car. They come up, they have empty beer cans, two, um, older guys that like in this kind of rough looking car. And they're looking at me, looking at this cow. They pull over and they're like, do you need help? And I'm like, no. And then they get out of the car. I go, is this cow going to like attack me? Do you guys know anything about cows? And they go, oh, let me show you. And the guy's drunk and he parks the car and he gets out. And I go, are you going to rape me? And the way his response clearly <laughs> made it seem like he wouldn't rape me. Like he was just like, he goes, why would you say that? And I go, because that's my biggest fear. Um, and it happened. Like I go, I just wanted to. S-. And I would have known if he was a rapist by his reaction, because I feel like a rapist would kind of be like. How'd she know? You know, like there would be a moment, but his yeah, reaction yeah, yeah. made me feel so safe of like, what the fuck? Like, you know, it's just like, I don't know. It's it, hard it, to, uh, it's hard. through like DMs to like, you were able to see his face. Like, I yes. feel like maybe a FaceTime call with anyone you're going to go out with. Maybe do that. And well, then I guess ask if you write, him, are you going to murder me? And the dot, dot, dot comes up and then goes away and then dot, 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 <laughs> yeah. and then goes away. And then he says, I love you guys. And then he writes, I love chat. you guys. <laughs> yeah, that might be mean he's going to murder you and not walk your dog later. Uh, all right, next part. <laughs> Uh, besties, write us, write into us and let us know if you've 80, ever been on yeah. a date that made you feel unsafe and like what you did or what maybe tips because I don't think we really offered any good advice here because I'm not really qualified to do so. I think we did. I think I think the best thing is carry a gun. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, Megan Fox details drinking ayahuasca. Oh my god, this is amazing. With Machine Gun Kelly, I went to hell and said the experience surpassed talk therapy or hypnotherapy because it just goes straight into your soul and it takes you to a psychological prison that you had, that you hold yourself in. Okay. Yep. The couple flew to Costa Rica. Uh, It's catering to celebrities. I love this story. Okay, here's a quote. Can I just pull it up really quick and read the quote? Can I read it? Do you mind? I I Just because I loved it so much. I was... I can't believe you picked the story. No, you nailed it so much because I didn't even think of it for our show, but I was like, 
obsessed with what she had said and I'm a huge Megan Fox fan now so she did ayahuasca which if you don't know is the Peru that you go to Peru or some you know like shaman they make you drink a thing that makes you throw up and you're not allowed to go into the next level unless you throw up so she's with all these people she said uh, you get there and you're in the middle of the jungle and you don't get to eat after like 1 p.m. which wouldn't work for me because I have to eat three meals a day but you have to walk a very far distance to get your water <laughs> and you can't shower because they're in a drought there was nothing glamorous about it and it's all part of making you vulnerable so you sort of surrender to the experiment experience first of all she's saying this on jimmy kimmel which is uh being co uh, it's being hosted by anthony anderson i think this week but they haven't asked me it's kind of um kind of upset about it but um uh even though i guess i said this summer and it was a success i felt but haven't asked me back um and she said you have to vomit a certain amount and until they let you get back with everyone else so you're like cheering everyone on as they throw up um she said that uh she and the bloody Valentine rapper, which is Machine Gun Kelly, were skeptical of throwing up in front of strangers until they realized it was such a good bonding experience. So everyone's cheering them on. She says, uh, so this is the cool thing that I liked the best of this whole thing. And I don't think it's in this uh, exact article that you sent, but she had wanted to do this when she was with Brian Austin Green, the guy that she was married to and had kids with. She had talked about this in, in interviews beforehand, like years ago, about wanting to do ayahuasca and have an ego death that she had read about. Um, but... Uh, she had been scared and he hadn't really been into it and now she's in this relationship and she f I just love that she's not presenting this thing as like oh it's just a thing I found out about and I want to do it with uh, MGK because he's young and cool and I want to do just I'm just doing this because I'm trying to be different she like this is something she'd want to do a while and just finally found someone that she was like comfortable doing it with and I just like thought that was kind of beautiful so they went in and what she describes like you said is that she literally she said so uh, she said, I was thinking it was like glamping, like it was going to be some kind of five-star experience. Obviously, it was not. And uh, she said she drank ayahuasca um, and then she, uh, oh, and then she just, I, I didn't watch the interview, but this girl, I think she's so cool. I want to be friends with Megan Fox so bad. She said the, the ceremony lasts three nights, but on her second night, she, and then she just says, she goes, um, I went to hell for etern eternity and a hallucination. Yeah, so like on the second night I went to hell for eternity. I think that's so funny to just like flippantly say that. And she goes, and this really got me. I feel like sometimes people describe hallucinogenics and you go, I don't understand what you're even talking about, but I'm glad it worked for you and I'll know it if I ever do it. But this sounds terrifying, but I kind of, I'm so scared. I want, this is like roller coasters for me. Like I have the same feeling I had when I was young and like wanted to go so bad, but I was so scared of what was going to happen, even though I knew it was only going to be good in the end, even though it might be scary during it. She said, just knowing, this is talking about uh, going to hell for eternity. She said, just, I'll read it in her voice. Just knowing it's eternity. I'm just, I don't, I've never even heard her talk, honestly. I've never seen her movies. So just knowing it's eternity is torture. And in, just knowing it's eternity is torture in, in itself. Because there's no beginning, middle, or end. So you have a real ego death. So I get that, you know, like thinking that you're in hell for eternity you just like surrender and so like you let go of any like trying to be someone trying to think you're cool feeling like a self you just let it go because you have no choice you're in hell for eternity um, i get she it she said yeah. it, it surpasses because of the like package said, thing yeah hypnotherapy what'd you say <laughs> i go i get it because of the package thing what the package thing <laughs> eternity in hell me having to get your packages. Oh, oh, the packages. Yeah. Uh, living with me. You know, it's like when I signed, uh, when I extended the six month lease for our place until January 1st, 2022. Um, 
She said, like you said, it surpassed talk therapy or hypnotherapy. I just um, got back in with my therapist. Do we have a session today or is it tomorrow? Fuck, I think it's today. Um, no, it's next week, actually. She, uh, which I find, it's like she goes, it goes straight into your soul and it takes you to a psychological prison that you hold inside yourself, which you already said. But um, I, th- I think... I want to do ayahuasca so bad. Who's down? Andrew, Noah, are you down after hearing this? Because <sighs> Megan Fox sold me on it once and for all. I mean, I've done mushrooms, which... No, dude, this I, is different. I've done acid. No, I know, I know. Have you I'm had just an saying, ego like, death? Huh? Have you had an... I, I really am reluctant to believe she had an ego death when I see her walking around and, like, is still wearing the bodycon dresses and the face that looks like... She looks like she's from Madame Tussauds. Like... If you have an ego death, isn't part of that being like, I don't care what people think about me anymore and I don't need to put out an image? I mean, maybe that is, maybe that's but what maybe that happens is from not ego caring. death. Yeah. Maybe that's not what... Oh my I, God. I, I think David like, Spade called Machine Gun like, Kelly a neon scarecrow the other day and it made me laugh so yeah, fucking that hard. Is funny. A neon I, scarecrow! <laughs> <laughs> um, I just feel like when people take ayahuasca, it's a little cur for me where people are like, my life changed and I saw the green light right. and the blue and then, and, and it's oh, just a lot. And I, well, I, he's having an ego death, I don't you guys. Know. I oh, mean, wait, I just, just want to... Oh. Am I good now? Okay. You think it's cur? Anyhow. You think it's cur? I think it's a little cur... I think it's cause I'm also scared. Also, I'm in a very good mental place right now, and I don't know if I want to fuck with that. You know what I right. mean? Like, I'm not searching for anything right now. Like, I right. really do feel like that makes sense. Uh, Nick, Nikki just sent me a parcel and said, "Get this bitch," which I don't know if she <laughs> wanted that on air, but I just got a parcel <laughs> notification, I, and I, I couldn't like help that myself. more than just. I like that. Yeah, more I get than it just better than just a screenshot. I agree. I totally okay. agree, Andrew. Uh, next story. <laughs> let's do. Uh, why do I care? Sports. Oh, sports. <laughs> Here's Andrew's weekly sports moment. I let Ooh, you have one. Someone Here took ayahuasca with that tone. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So I don't know if you saw this or we talked about this, but after missing a high stakes penalty kick for England. So England was in the finals in the Euro 2020. It's 2020 mm. because of COVID. So they did mm. last year's this year. Whatever. Okay. Um, so they're saying 2020, even though it's 20. 20- 21 21 yeah it was kind of like when i had a corolla yeah oh yeah okay so so italy uh they did uh it was england versus italy in the finals england hasn't been in the finals in 55 years they have like four uh black players three of the black players missed the penalty kick out of like five or six kicks Mm -hmm. so it's become this huge racist like fucking tirade on the internet towards these players from English fans calling them death threats. Uh, so this guy had a, mu- a mural for him cause he's an amazing soccer player, but he's only like 19. What's his name? This guy. Okay. So, uh, Marcus Rashford. Okay. So, so he was bullied on social media and he put this post on Instagram. It's a little long, but I swear to God, it's like the most human like response to like racism then I just thought it was such a well-written. I don't know if you want Do tell. to hear. Okay. Well, can you read some of it? All right. So he goes, I don't even know where to start, and I don't even know how to put into words how I'm feeling at this exact time. I've had a difficult season. I think there's 
been clear. I think that's been clear for everyone to see, and I probably went into that final with a lack of confidence. I've always backed myself for a penalty, but something didn't feel quite right. During the long run-up, I was saving myself quite a bit of time, and unfortunately the result was not what I wanted. I felt as though I had let my teammates down. I felt as if I'd let everyone down. A penalty was all I've been asked to contribute for the team. Ooh, I, I love sc- that. I can score penalties in my sleep, so why not that one, he says. I love that. Yeah. It's been playing in my head over and over since I struck the ball, and there's probably not a word to quite describe how it feels. Final, 55 years, one penalty, history. All I can say is sorry. I wish it had gone differently. Whilst I continue to say sorry, I want to shout out my teammates. This summer has been one of the best camps I've experienced, and we've all played a role in that. A brotherhood has been built that is unbreakable. Your success is my success. Your failures are mine. I've grown into a sport where I expect to read things written about myself, whether it be the color of my skin, where I grew up, or most recently, how I decide to spend my time off the pitch. I can take critique of my performance all day long. My penalty was not good enough. It should have gone in, but I will never apologize for who I am and where I came from. I've never felt I've felt no prouder moment than wearing those three lines on my chest and seeing my family cheer me on in crowd of tens of thousands. I've dreamt of days like this. The messages I received today have been positively overwhelming and seeing response in Withington had me on the verge of tears. The communities that have Always wrap their arms around me, continue to hold me up. I'm Marcus Rashford, 23-year-old, black man from Withington and Wethenshire, South Manchester. If I have nothing else, I have that. For all the kind messages, thank you. I'll be back stronger. We'll be back stronger. Love. I mean... I will say that I loved that and it was a great response to everything and it made, it only addressed the racist things for a part of it, which is like cool that it was just like... He spent this much time on that because it doesn't deserve to really be acknowledged, those things, even though it obviously does because it's such a fucking issue still. Um, and uh, But what I will say is that I don't believe, you know, he shouldn't apologize for being black, obviously, and being, um, what, what else did he say? I'm not going to be a color apologize whether it be the color of my skin where i grew up or most recently how i decide decide to spend my time off the pitch which i guess is off the field i learned that from ted lasso um (laughs) i don't think you should apologize for not making that penalty kick either because it's not your choice like i i I get it that like you just like you didn't choose to be born black you didn't choose to be born wherever you were you didn't you don't really i don't think you really choose how you spend your time it's just like there's no free will there's no apology necessary for the the kick. It's like, I think it's all the, like, and I, I don't think that diminishes or minimizes the, the him saying that race is different than how he plays on the field because it's everything we do and everything we, we all are trying our best. And yeah, um, but I mean, his argument is he can't, I mean, you would say that he could control the outcome. He, he couldn't control the outcome of the kick. You can't no, control what you do. But you but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I would You're say saying he has as, as less control over that kick as he does of the color of his skin. I really do believe I that. I mean, that's... And uh, I, it, it's just that. true. It's just true because you could say, well, he could go back and maybe he should have practiced more the night before or maybe he shouldn't have drank three nights before and maybe, maybe they're saying he's dating too. I don't know what they're saying he's doing off the pitch that made him not perform as well that day. But, okay, even that, like, 
let's say he chose to go out drinking three days before and didn't decide to sleep in and maybe his lack of sleep contributed to the fact that he didn't make that pitch because whatever or didn't make that uh, kick. Um, his choice to go out that night, he didn't have a choice in that choice. It like you, everything that led up, he was never not going to go out. It's And you could always go, no, Nikki, he could have stayed in. There was a choice. He made the choice to go out. He didn't choose to make the choice because when you choose to go, okay, I'm going to go out. Where did the thought come from to go? I'm going to do that. I'm going to pick that one. You didn't conjure it. It just came into your head to choose. So you're not in charge of anything. I know this is, this is again, no free will, but uh, I love that response. I loved you sharing that. I'm now following Marcus Rasford as a 23 year old. You said he was 19 at first, but as a 23 year old, I think he's like so oh, smart. Yeah, there was and another like, guy. There was another guy that missed a kick that was 19 who missed the last. I'm just kick. always so impressed when these young people are able to write so um, beautifully uh, and they, they probably spend most of their schooling like not really school like athletes generally spend most of their time playing a sport and not really maybe reading and, and, and like I'm not I'm not saying that anything I'm just saying athletes when they're when they're when they're able to write so poetically and like powerfully I'm always impressed this guy's a, a really impressive person yeah, he, uh, it, it's just the like, younger generation is so fucking smart and like woke and in the best way. And I'm just I'm so I'm excited for our future because of it. Like that makes me feel good in good hands that young people in positions of power with 11 million followers are able to talk like that and uh, and, and synthesize their feelings and a message in that way. It's It's so cool. And I'm so glad so many people read that. And I'm glad you read it. Um, and I'm glad you got the name of his town, Weathenshire. I was like, I looked at the word and I go, I don't know what I'd do with that. Uh, and you just nailed I it. I was, no, you did a great job. Let's get to uh, Fanthrax. It's time for uh, listener mail, which we call Fanthrax because Anthrax is something that, you know, crazy fans sometimes send. And uh, it's just a fun uh, play on words. Fanthrax, here we go. Here is a <laughs> message from. Uh, Let's see. Hannah, a voice message. Thank you so much, Hannah. Let's hear it. Hi, Nikki, Andrew, and Noah. I love the podcast. It gets me through my soul-sucking desk job, so thank you so much. I just have a quick <laughs> mispronunciation story. So a few years back, we were, yes. my friends and I were at a grocery store, and my friend out of nowhere just goes, who the fuck names their kid Penelope? And we were just like, what? Yeah, that's insane. And Penelope. you look at the magazine she's looking at, where Courtney Kardashian is pictured with it's her Kardashian. Girl, Penelope. Uh, Pen- so yeah, Penelope. that filled us up for years. Uh, so anyway, thanks guys. All the swells. Okay. Penelope is so funny. And, and guess and what? Her, it does look like Penelope. Your friend's right. Oh my in God. Her defense, in her defense, it's not cantaloupe I know, exactly. I was thinking, uh, uh, ca- 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 yeah, cantaloupe. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> cantaloupe. Yeah, can yeah. Can't can can to I can't even say what it would be if Courtney named her baby cantaloupe, but um, uh, Penelope is so funny and is now the way that I will refer to all Penelopes. And um, thank you so much, Hannah. I love the fact that your name is a palindrome. That's so cool. And I also love the name Hannah because sometimes when you write ha 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 ha, it looks like the word Hannah, and like your name looks like people laughing. And thank you so much for listening to us at your soul sucking desk job, which is an SSDJ. Um, so if you if you have if you have a SSDJ out there, that's what we're going to call it from now on. An SSDJ coined by Hannah, which New is shirt. Uh, 
SSDJ. So many people have a double SDJ. Uh, all right. Ses- this is from Cecily. I think it's Cecily. No? Hi, Nikki, Andrew, and Noah. My name is Cecily, and I just thought I would call in uh, today to say that I just love um, Nikki's and Andrew's laughs when you guys get each other going. I It just puts a big <laughs> smile on my face and cracks me up. Aww. Nikki's is kind of like a, you know, kind of like a, like a, crackle so it's like do them <laughs> and then yes. is definitely more like the mutley laugh where it's just like all air like yes <laughs> like that anyway yeah. i think it's hilarious i love listening to you guys uh, keep doing what you're doing bye thanks sass oh my god i just love hearing our fans and like meeting them and like i i wrote i wrote on um my Instagram today. I just posted the hottest picture of myself that's ever been taken on stage, by the way. Literally the best picture ever by Elizabeth Vigiano, who I'm going to bring on tour to take pictures of me. Um, you should follow her at Liz Vig, V I G L I Z V I G on Instagram. She has the best pictures of comedians, and it's just, she's just an amazing photographer. It's not easy to do, and a lot of people do it, and they do it wrong, but she does it right. I posted the picture, and I said, My tour is happening right now. Get tickets now. I want to, I can't wait to see all of you. And I wrote in parentheses, especially listeners of my podcast slash besties and I felt bad saying that because I know people that don't listen are gonna be like what the fuck but I knew besties would be like yeah and it's just true like I love you guys so much and uh, thank you for allowing me to be insane and uh and just my you're my friends and I feel like uh sometimes I listen to myself especially like on Whitney's podcast yesterday because I don't listen to this podcast because I live it and we do it daily it would be too much for me to listen back but I was watching clips that Whitney sent me of her podcast and I go, bitch, you're a lot. I like, I know I'm a lot and <laughs> I know that my ADD meds sometimes make me talk too much and go on tangents and I don't follow them and I'm like working on it and thank you for being my friend and knowing that sometimes I can be boring or not finish my thoughts or too much and thank you for putting up with me and sticking through it. And sometimes maybe you don't and you're like, I can't take this episode. Her energy is too much, but I love you guys. And Penelope, or and uh, Cecily, uh, thank you for liking our laughs. That I love when, <laughs> that's why I wanted this podcast with you, Andrew, because I just wanted us to laugh all the time because that's my favorite podcast is when people laugh together genuinely. And yeah, your laugh is great. And I love, um, yeah, I do like a, like that's that's when it's really getting me. So that's uh, I, I feel seen. Thank you, thank you, uh, Cecily. What well, next uh, message? This one is written in on our Instagram from Cassandra. Hey, Nikki and Andrew and Noah. I just got word that you're coming to my city in August. I'm cutting my vacation away, sh- my vacation away short so I can get back in time to see you. I'm so pumped. By the way, I'm a dental assistant. And now whenever I take a panoramic x-ray, I think of laughing skeletons. <laughs> and she sent a picture. Skeletons are always laughing. They're always having a great fucking time. And that's what I do for audiences when I get nervous is of like, I'm like, this guy's like mean mugging me in the front row and like trying not to laugh. I'll go inside. You're laughing. Your skeleton's having a great fucking time. I'm killing with your skeleton. Uh, I also yes, was breaking down so that much. person's teeth. I was looking at that person's teeth. They're pretty good. Yeah. Pretty wait, good wait, hold on. Can I go back to this message real quick? Cassandra, I just want to say thank you so much for cutting your vacation short. I wonder where you're seeing me. Honestly, like when I get notes like this that are like, I'm driving four hours to see you uh, or yeah. my husband and I are getting a hotel or I'm cutting my vacation short or I'm saving up my money. I like, 
it honestly puts a little bit of gas in the tank for me in terms of like, I'm going to perform better because so Cassandra, let us know what show you're going to and I'll give it something extra. I don't know what, but I really am going to try my best for you guys as I did last Saturday when I was supposed to do an hour and I did it an hour and 20 because I felt like I just like, I can't wait for someone to write like, I'm not going to my mom's funeral just so I could see you, Nikki. Oh, Honestly, I don't think that that's a bad choice because your mom is dead and she doesn't know if you're good or... As I've always said, funerals are the only things you don't have to go to for someone. And I know it's a good way to process... Like, if, if it helps you process the grief, which that's what funerals are for, for you and for others... Um, go, but if you don't want to go to a funeral and you want to process in your own way, never feel obligated to go because literally the person who it's for is not alive and they will allow you to go to my show instead. Yeah. And so never feel pressure to go to funerals. It's the, literally the only thing in life of someone's that you don't have to feel guilty about not going and you go, but I'm going cause the, their family will be there and they need to know, don't, don't do anything for anyone else. Grieve in your own, in your own way. Let's listen to, uh, oh, she has my name, <laughs> Nicole, a voice message. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Andrew. My name is Nicole. Love the podcast. Listen Hi, every day. Uh, I have a story yes. for Nikki specifically. Mm. Nikki, you were talking on okay. the podcast about how sometimes you avoid fans after your shows. Well, one time I saw you perform at the Laugh Factory. You absolutely crushed. You were so funny. And after the show, I was waiting for my boyfriend to oh, get no. done going to the bathroom. And everyone came up to me and was like, Nikki, you crushed it. Good job. And it was what? very weird because my name is Nicole. And it was just a yes. surreal moment because I was also very stoned. And I had to just keep telling people, oh, oh no, she did crush it. But that was not me. Anyway, I you always wanted like to me. relay these uh, congratulations to you because you did a great job. And it was a very oh, funny moment for me. Anyway, love the pod. Oh, see ya. Thanks, Nicole. Nicole, I, I just want to reiterate to anyone who might hear this for the first time. I love when fans come up to me and say nice things. It's just I avoid it because sometimes I, I don't want them to feel obligated to say nice things if they don't want to. And I feel like sometimes people... And then sometimes people don't say anything and I think, oh my God, they hate me, but they're really just trying to like not bug me. So I just avoid it because I don't either want you to say something you don't want to say, or I just don't want to be you disappointed you by the fact do? that you don't say, what? You got to hire this Nicole to stand outside and do your meet and greets. It's such a good idea. Thank you so much, Nicole. <laughs> Final thought. Nicole, you're so right, Nicole. If you, right, if you want to come to a show sometime, it would be fun. It would be great to meet you. I'm so glad I have a twin out there that got so many compliments. I have so many fucking twins in the world. Andrew, check out this one. This girl has an OnlyFans. If you want to see me, um, getting railed. I don't even know what she does on OnlyFans. I I gotta subscribe to it because I do subscribe to friends OnlyFans. Oh my god, she. Wow, I didn't even know what she was doing here. God, she's so I mean, good. you okay. got to be a pretty Follow big narcissist to, to only watch porn where people look like you. I mean, I just want to say that there is a deep fake out there of me. Um, it's a compilation of me talking about having anal sex on different podcasts. And then in between me being interviewed about it, my voiceover talking about anal sex then plays over women whose faces have been changed to mine who are getting fucked in the ass over and over. I couldn't even watch it because it was so real looking. And also I sounded so cuh being like, I have anal sex. Like, 
I never bring it up to be or like sexy, but it just looked like I was like bragging about being a fucking whore or whatever. And yeah. um, that's out there. It has you'd like 90 views. So like, don't. You'd rather don't it be it. like you actually having sex and someone yes. else saying those things. Yes, I really would. <laughs> a porn star saying it. And then me as a comedian having a microphone shoved up my ass um i don't know i just had Rocks. to make it more comedy Rocks. so listen uh this girl if you want to follow her she looks a lot like me she constantly the other day she was doing a q a on instagram and someone goes do you ever get told you look like nikki glazer and she's like all the time in fact i tagged her once and she started following me and now we're friends her name is luna hill x1 l-u-n-a hill x1 she looks like me she uh is i think w- way sexier <laughs> And uh, has amazing tattoos. She does like, I don't know what she does on her OnlyFans, but I'm guessing it's very seductive. Even on Instagram, she does stuff that's like so freaking hot. I mean, look at, the, look at that. Oh my God. I know. Wait a second. Hold on. Look at this one. She does like a Britney she's, Spears. I'm not She's that like innocent. your twin that like went to jail. I mean, these are the pictures I send to like guys I'm hooking up with. Like th- this is, it's truly, oh, this one is uh, done from Clueless. She's wearing like the the Clueless plaid outfit. That one's so hot. That's on her oh, Instagram. Go look at that. Great. Luna Hill X one. And uh, please support her on OnlyFans if you like to support uh, content creators on there um, because she's she's really funny and cool and uh, and looks like me. If you, and, and Nicole, please send a picture of yourself to the show because uh, I love not me. In panties. In, yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Nicole, hey, thank just you so kidding. much for your note. Thank you for all those voice memos and everything. So we have a minute left on the show. Andrew, um, what what are you up to today? Uh, you know, uh, maybe work out, you know. Maybe okay, look. well, I'm going to the Ted Lasso 2 season two premiere tonight. Okay, look, we can't all I do cool things. I have a minute. Cool I just want to talk about it. It's so fun. J- they were just no, nominated for like Sorry. literally every Emmy. Are you bringing um, a date? Yeah, I'm bringing uh, Jeff Dye as my date uh, today, Um, and I'm excited about it because I'm also going with Jamie Lee, who's a writer on the show. We're picking her up, and we're going to go, the three of us together, and uh, Jamie Lee, hilarious comedian, um, I think the real Jamie Lee on Instagram, whatever it is, but uh, you'll be hearing a lot from her because we're working together on something. Yeah, she's um, hilarious. She's so fucking funny. And she wrote, wrote on the show. She said, like, the show is, like, hotter than ever. It's such a cool premiere to get know, invited to. Bill Lawrence is yeah. a friend of mine. Uh, I get to go to this party. after. There's, like, a cool party afterwards. I don't know what I'm going to wear yet. I'm trying to sneak some of the things that my wardrobe ladies or my stylists have given me for the shoot I did this week into my outfit. But they're asking me to give it back by 2 p.m. today. I'm going to ask if I can keep, like, one thing. The, 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 the wardrobe is described as a dress in smart casual. So oh, sweatpants with some glasses yeah. and carry a book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, yeah. You're so going I, to Ted Lasso premiere. Maybe I'll play softball again with your brother-in-law. So who's I mean, really winning? I mean, it's the same thing. Just believe. <laughs> if you've seen Ted Lasso, you know what that means. Uh, Ted Lasso is one of the best shows ever. And if you haven't watched it and you are maybe a depressed person and need something to feel good about. And I know you're like, no, I don't. Nothing. No TV show can actually make me feel good. I thought that way, too. Ted Lasso is so fantastic and so heartwarming and just is it's it's just like that soccer caption you read in a show like powerful smart fun fun well i guess that wasn't funny that caption but just uh makes you feel good <laughs> about the world i feel good about the world uh andrew I feel thank good. you so much for this makeup Great podcast week. noah thank you so much listeners thank you see you on the road tickets available adding shows uh every day 
shows are selling out. My, I'm so grateful to everyone who bought a ticket because I'm selling better than anyone in my team had ever expected me to sell. And I don't even expect it, but I love you so much for uh, buying tickets and I will do my best to make you proud and have you, uh, and there's going to be free prizes at my shows. Uh, most of my shows I'm, I'm getting, uh, ready to we're getting tons of cool merch so i'm excited all right see you on monday you guys uh this weekend do not do anything and i hope you have a good vacation from your ss dj and um any other things we coined today on the show uh jackfruit yeah jackfruit cantaloupes cantaloupes Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 